الحمد لله الحمد لله وحده والصلاة والسلام على من لا نبي بعده ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا وسندنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا إن جاءكم فاسق بنبأ فتبينوا أن تصيبوا قوما بجهالة فتصبحوا على ما فعلتم نادمين صدق الله العظيم أنرب العلماء رسبت الحفاظ بلفظ بدد elders. Imam Bukhari rahimahullah has recorded a narration. A famous incident regarding a man, a pious man from the Banu Israel, a man by the name of Jurey. We've probably heard this incident time and again just to understand the background regarding Jurey. At the young age of 13, Jurey had gone into the worship of Allah Taala, a very, very pious boy. And he lived in the state for many years. The only person he had in his life, he didn't marry, he never had kids. He had a mother, and his mother, it was known about her that she was mustajabatul da'wah. Whenever she raised her hands in dua, her dua was readily answered. She was a very a person who was very well known and liked amongst everyone in the community. So Juraiz goes into her ibadat and he's worshipping his Rabb. One day his mother comes up to him. It was a little musalla type of a masjid, a monastery, or a place of worship at that time. It was built up for him and he used to dedicate his time only in the worship of Allah His mother comes up to him one day and she says, Ya Juraj. Abdullah bin Abbas radiallahu anhu explained that night it was a very rainy, cold night. She probably wanted some company, she wanted some khidmat. She comes up to him and she says, Ya Juraj. Juraj at that moment is engaged in salah, he's engaged in worship and ibadat of Allah And now he's faced with a dilemma. He says in his mind, Ummi. Ummi wa salati, what should I do? Should I answer the call of my mother or should I continue in worshipping my Rabb? And he continues in his salah, he doesn't answer the call of his mother. He comes on the second night, again a cold rainy night. She says, Juraj, again he's in a dilemma and he gives preference to his salah. On the third night she comes and she really was desperate for Juraj to meet her and come to her at that time. He calls him again and Juraj says, he continues with his salah. His mother was upset. At this moment, she said, Allahumma la tumithu hatta turiyahu or hatta yanzura ila wujuhil mumisat. Oh Allah, let it not be such that my son leaves this world until he sees the faces of loose women, women who are engaged in haram. One narration has it that this woman was a very intelligent woman. Had she made bad dua for him, that, oh Allah, let him fall in the crime of zina. Let him engage in this haram act. That would have happened to him. But she only made dua, Oh Allah, let it not be such that he leaves this world until he sees the face of a loose woman. Many years pass. Now Juraj reaches the age of 33. People are talking about him. He's become famous. And the moment someone talks about someone else, and there are others who feel jealous and cannot see this man excelling. When people were talking, one woman comes up who was engaged in haram illicit activities. She says, if you want, you are speaking highly of this man. I'll put him in his place. I will lure him into a trap that I'll disgrace him for the rest of time. They say, if you want to go ahead, you can go do whatever you feel like. He goes up and she tries to lure Juray. She tries to entice him. But the hadith says, leave alone talking to her. Lam ilayha. He didn't even pay any attention to her. He turned away from her entirely. And she thought of plan B. How am I going to involve this man? She commits zina with a shepherd who used to graze his sheep not far from the musalla, from the masjid of Juraj. And then a child was born. The moment she gives birth to the child, the community asks her, where did this child come from? And she says, this child is the product of Juraj. The father of this child 
is Juraj. She falsely accuses him. The community is enraged. They go up straight to his masjid and they say, you claim you're a pious man. You claim that you've secluded yourself in ibadat. You are engaging in the worship of your Rabb, but you are, enga- you are actually deceiving us. You are committing zina with this woman. And they broke down his entire masjid. They took him out and they began beating him. He asked them, what is the problem? Why are you hitting me? So they say that you've committed zina with this woman. He tells them, okay, allow me to perform two rakats of salah. He performs two rakats of salah. And after the salah, he passes his hand over this infant child who is still suckling on milk, who doesn't have the ability to speak, who's born just a few days ago. And he asked the child, Man Abuka, tell me who's your father? That child speaks up, Abi Fulan Nun Arari, my father is so and so shepherd. That shepherd who grazes around here, he's my father. Now people were shocked. This is what this man, this is the miracle. Allah Ta'ala allowed this karama to take place at his hand. And they were very they were very they were affected by what had happened. They began asking him for maaf. They began rubbing their hands on his feet. And then they told him, we apologize for hitting you. And we apologize for breaking down your masjid. But now, we've seen who you are and Allah has exonerated you. Now we prepared to rebuild your masjid. Not in the way it was. With bricks of clay and stone. Now we'll replace your masjid. With each brick being a brick of gold. They just told him, no. We've stored my masjid exactly the way it was. Muhaddithin have gone into land to explain lessons we can draw from the story. One lesson, today we'll just share two lessons inshallah. One lesson is, Imam Qurtubi rahimahullah says, Fihi ta'akkudu sa'il walad fi irba'il um. The first lesson, one aspect to learn is, how much a son or a child should make effort in making his mother and his parents happy. Number two, Take advantage of the good dua she can pass on to you. And number three, And never let it be such that her heart turns away from you in any way. Many a time she might say she's happy, but look down deep in her heart. Is she really happy with what you're doing or not? Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam said, An indication for you and I to know whether Allah is pleased and happy with us is to look at the hearts of our parents. If they are happy, Allah is happy. If they are unhappy and displeased, Allah is unhappy and displeased. The second glaring lesson we learned from this incident is these people took action on Juray without even asking him, without even confirming, without even verifying. They took action, they beat him up, and they raised his masjid to the ground only to realize thereafter that what they did was wrong. This is the direct instruction of Quran Kareem. Allah Ta'ala mentions, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, people of iman, in ja'akum fasiqum binaba'in. Whenever information comes to you and you aren't 100% sure, you haven't verified, you haven't clarified that information, then, fatabayyanu, your work is before passing it on, before taking action, before becoming abusive, because before drawing a conclusion, clarify. Make sure you always clarify. Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, a man came to him, Rajulum bin Bani Fazara, a man from the Bani Fazara tribe, he comes with a complaint and he says, He explains, I'm married and my wife and I are, belong to a certain complexion. They were afraid complexion, but then he says, uniquely my wife has given birth to a child, whose complexion doesn't match my complexion, neither her complexion. He's given birth to a child who's dark in complexion. Rasulullah looks at him, he clears his mind. This man was, so to say, indicating that maybe my wife did something wrong, but he came for clarification. Rasulullah asked him, you're a man, a villager, 
Do you have halakam in Ibil? Do you own any camel? So he said, yes, I own camel. What are the, cam- uh, the color of these camels? So he said, in the, in the humrun, they red, they did brownish color. Nabi alayhi was asked him, hal min awra. Amongst this entire herd of camels that you have, do you have any camels in there that aren't brown in color, the normal camel color? They are a little grayish in color. They have a tinge of gray. So he said, in the wurk. People own one, there are multiple camels like that in my entire herd. If the colors are not brown, they are more grayish. So Rasulullah asked him, okay, now explain to me, the mother and the father, the male and the female, these camels, they were brown. How come the child comes out gray? So he said, It's likely that along the lineage of these camels, maybe somewhere going up, there was a camel with this grayish color, as a result, this child that is born, despite the parents, the father and mother, or the male and female camel being brown, the, the, the offspring of the camel came out gray. So Nabi said, similarly here, you are fair, your wife is fair, but the child came out dark. Maybe somewhere along the lineage, there was a child with this complexion. That's why the child had come out with this color. Nabi taught him not to take action. This person could have ended his marriage he could have murdered his wife just on an assumption, just an, on an accusation, just on a thought. But Nabi alayhi salatu is saying, always clarify, don't jump to conclusions. Hatib bin Abi Balta'a radiallahu ta'ala anhu is a sahabi of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa One of the greatest battles that had taken place in the history of Islam, the Fath Makkah during the 8th year Hijri, the conquest of Makkah Mukarramah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam marches with a huge army of sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhu. But it was vital that news of the army of Nabi alayhi salatu wasallam leaving Medina Munawwara should never reach the people of Makkah because if they know the army is coming, then they may get allied forces, they may make some preparation and this would result in a loss of the battle. Nevertheless, Nabi alayhi salatu wasallam, he calls up three sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Hazrat Ali... Hazrat Zubair and Hazrat Miqdad radiallahu ta'ala anhum and he tells them, march immediately, there's a caravan that's in motion, they're on the way from Medina Munawwara to Makkah Mukarramah, you will intercept them at a place called Rawdat Akhah. At this place, there's a woman in this caravan with this description. You will go to this woman and she's carrying some very vital information with her. You need to intercept that information and bring it to me. Ali, Miqdad and Zubair radiallahu anhum leave immediately. Until they reach the place, they, they see the caravan, they go into the caravan and they find this woman according to the description of Rasulullah and they tell her, you have some vital information with you, we want that information. She denies. She says, I've got nothing. They told her that you will give us that letter because it's impossible. That Nabi is speaking a lie. She said, you can search my stuff, but I've got nothing. They searched her baggage, they searched her luggage. They couldn't find anything. But then eventually they said, you're going to have to somehow take out that letter because it's definite that it's with you. Eventually, this letter was hidden in the locks and the strands of her hair. She takes it out from her hair, she hands it over to them, and they come back with that letter to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. opens the letter. And everyone wants to know, the content of the letter was that the Muslim army is marching from Medina Munawwara to Makkah Mukarramah. And this was vital information that had been leaked out from the Muslim army, now going to the kuffar. Sahaba radiallahu anhum were enraged. And if the only thing they wanted to know was, who's the man who wrote the letter? So on the top, it was written, Min Hatib Abi Baltaqa. This letter was written from Hatib. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam doesn't take action. He calls Hatib. And he asks him, oh Hatib, tell me, what had happened here? Explain to me. 
This letter is written on your name. Were you the man to send this letter? So he replies, yes. Sahaba who are around, they immediately say, Da'ni, adrib unuqa hadha al-munafiq. Ya Rasulullah, give me permission. Let me chop the head of this munafiq. Nabi says, no. Wait. Let's ask Hatib. Oh, Hatib, tell me what happened. Why did you do this? Verification. Clarification. Oh, Hatib, why did you engage in this action? Hatib says, Ya Rasulullah, I've got family in Makkah Mukarramah. And there's no one to take care of my family. All I did was I thought... I'll send this information to a few people in Makkah. They'll take care of my family because if the Muslim army marches, they'll wipe out everyone not knowing. They wouldn't discriminate. Innocently, my family might be killed. It was only this reason. This was the reason why I did this. Please believe me. I didn't do this as a means of kufr or turning away from my deen. I did this innocently. Nabi heard his side of the story. And then he tells the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, Ad sadaqa hatib. Oh, hatib has spoken the truth. Ad sadaqa akhuka. Your brother hatib has spoken the truth. He did this innocently. No one is to take any action against hatib. And he tells them, remember hatib is a badri sahadi. He took part in the battle of Badr. Ibnus for the people of Badr. So don't take any action. Don't hold him down to it. Before we end up, one more incident on the lighter side. There was his husband, a couple, husband and wife, who were, who had, you know, they, they had a beautiful, happy healthy marriage, and all of a sudden they were resting one afternoon, and the husband has to leave. And the wife was, all fast, was fast asleep, so he didn't want to disturb her. He gets up, he leaves the house to attend to some urgent work. After some while, the wife wakes up, and she's looking for him. She doesn't find him around. Doubts start running through her mind. And where has this man disappeared? Why has he left me? Is he doing something? Is he cheating on me? Is this sneaked out of the home? She goes around, she looks in the entire house, all the rooms, the bathroom, nobody is there. She looks into the garage, she sees the car is gone. Now her, her, mind, her, mind, her mind is running even more. She calls the son, young son, and she asks him, she's too upset to phone. So she tells the son, you phone your father and ask him where he is. When she phones, when he phones, and the little boy phones, he says, there's a person who answered. She asks, who answered? The boy says, there's a lady who answered on the other side. Now, her, as though her doubts were confirmed, and she's now packing her bag, she's upset. After some time, the husband returns, comes home, and he sees... The things have changed. Everything. She's upset. She's angry. Ask her what had happened. She's not talking. He comes to the son and says, what, what, what happened? Why is she so upset? And he says that this is what she was looking for you. She never find you. She asked me to phone. And when I phoned, there was a lady who picked up. The father then brings the son. sits in front of the wife and he says, okay, definitely you heard the part that there was a lady who picked up. But let me make things clear. Ask the son, now tell your mother when that lady picked up, what did that lady say? The lady said, the subscriber you have died is not available. Please try again later. This was respect the elders and friends. That marriage was about to be broken. That marriage could have been severed. So much of problem, but all it resulted in not a, a mis, no misunderstanding, miscommunication. The lesson respect the elders and friends, the sunnah of Rasulullah. The lesson and instruction of Quran is verify and clarify before we amplify. It's so much inf- of information that reaches our ears, it comes onto our phones. Something we read, someone tells us something. Let us not form an opinion. Let us not form an opinion and run anyone down. One person mentioned so beautifully, before you hold a grudge, hold a conversation. Before you hold a grudge, hold a conversation because many a times it's just a result of miscommunication. May Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us a tawfiq to practice on every sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa akhiru da'wan alhamdulillahi rabbil alayhi wa sallam.